welcome to the Church Office Podcast. My name's Gavin Smith and it's a joy to welcome you today to this podcast and to the video. And I'm really thrilled to have Robin with us today. Robin Vincent from the CEO at Care for the Family. Thank you, Gavin. Mate, thanks Thank for you. coming on the podcast. No problem. Not only is he coming on a podcast, he's kindly given us time in the studio. We've got flashy cameras. Mate, this place looks great. This will be the best video podcast I think I've ever done. So. <laughs> it will make up maybe for the lack of content. Yeah. No. People can watch it and enjoy it. So. <laughs> so thank you to everyone here at Care for the Family and making this happen. No and problem. it's a thrill to kind of link up together. And I really wanted to interview you, Robin, because you've got so much experience of leading people, managing people. I know you work for Care for the Family. You've got 85 people uh, who work for you here. And so it's great to be able to come to someone like yourself and say, right, help us, help us church administrators to lead our teams better, to think about how we can sort of grow in this whole area. So that's the kind of topic for today's podcast, and we're, we're thrilled to do that. Before we get into it, tell us a little bit about your involvement here and, and your history, because you've got a background which just is all about people, all about teams, leadership. And so, yeah, tell us a bit about your story. Okay, so I began my work in life. Um, I was considering a career in the armed forces, but in the end I chose the police. So I finished a degree and chose yeah. the police. So I then worked in the police for a while. Um, had a few two stints in the police with uh, fraud investigation for insurance companies yeah. in the middle of that working yeah. in the therefore the uh, uh, insurance industry yeah and then I eventually left all of that behind uh, I'd been always involved in church planting starting yeah. new churches around the UK my wife and I and um, I therefore went to work full-time for one of the churches mm -hmm. that I'd started and been involved in starting and then eventually moved to Wales with the intention yeah. of starting another church and find myself therefore in care for the family. Yeah. And then about five years into working for care for the family, I joined the leadership team of care for the family, became a director. Yeah. And then a, about two months before COVID hit, yeah. I took over as chief exec from Rob Parsons to lead yeah. care for the family and yeah. stepped away from the church stuff yeah so i think that's what you asked yeah that's no i a, think it's great quick yeah summary of it my is. background yeah. um, so yeah. police fraud investigator you've been a pastor church planter yeah i mean you know the fact that you've been involved in church so much is yeah. is great because you, you're going to understand the context and be able to help us apply this whole topic well um and then just yeah everything that you do day to day here is is great mm. So tell us a bit about Care for the Family and yeah. what you guys do. Okay, so Care for the Family is uh, nearly 35 years old. Brilliant. Um, and it was really set out to uh, stand and support families, both in the good times and the times of difficulty, yeah. both being important. I think one of the intentions was instead of just uh, being, as it were, it's often been said, like an ambulance at the bottom of the cliff, yeah. could we help build a fence at the top of the cliff for yeah. families, maybe bring uh, stuff that would be helpful to them, content, teaching, resources that would be helpful to them mm. to apply into their own family yeah. life that might prevent things happening, yeah. that might um, in enable better outcomes for yes. their family or families in the community. So Care for the Family's always had that as its intention yeah. to be preventative. But at the same time, yeah. a real recognition that actually life doesn't always go mm. the mm. way we'd hoped, yeah. expected, that, that many people, in fact, all of us at some point or another will go through a time of difficulty. Yes, Sometimes right. those periods will last far longer. Mm. And so Care for the Family really wanted to make sure as well that we set up support and provided resources 
and, and stood with people when they're going through those difficult yeah. times. And so Care for the Family does, as well as therefore providing uh, resources and content that encourages and strengthens families around mm -hmm. marriage, parenting, relationships, bereavement, but also just to stand with people when yes. they're going through the hardest times yeah. as well. Yeah, no, that's excellent. And and you'll probably, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you probably would have come across projects like, you know, Who Let the Dads Out, which, you know, we've been involved in at our church. Um, the Kitchen Table Project, you know, these are c current projects that have been used a lot. Um, the bereavement support that you talked about, we've had a friend who's come along and, and used your service and it's changed their life. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's it's been so helpful. So loads and loads of resources. So as listeners, please go out and check out Care for the Family website. Look at what they've got available look at how churches can link in i mean many churches have linked in what's the what's the strength of linking in with you well, in terms I, of churches yeah, what's well, those options i think the way uh, churches can link in is if they if there's anything we can do to help a church we will do yeah. that and the best way is to begin a relationship with us yeah. by contacting us saying what their problem is what their need is what they're what they're looking for yes. and then we will try and engage with them to yeah. supply them with what they need yeah. we can train uh, people in the community churches in the community to doing incredible work really with those that aren't in the church as well yeah. families that aren't in the church i mean one thing i think to to really stress to anybody listening who's not familiar with care for the family if you go on our website and you find any resource that you cannot afford, mm -hmm. if you contact us, we will send it to you free of charge. Yeah, we have literally over 35 years probably given away hundreds and hundreds of pounds of resources that way. Yeah. In other words, what we want to do is put yeah. these uh, these resources, yeah. put that support into the hands of people who either it will help them directly or they can use it or yeah. be trained to use it in a way that help people in their community. Oh, yeah. Great. Well, listeners, uh, there's an open invitation there. So please no get in contact with Care for the Family. Well, let's get on to our, our topic today then. So leading people, managing people, you know, you've probably done that across all the different backgrounds and jobs that you've got. Have you got any sort of key things that you will go to and uh, key practices that you think about uh, when dealing with people that you just think would be helpful for a, a reminder for our, our guys? Um, well, I suppose, I mean, we were obviously we were chatting about this uh, briefly before we, we started recording. And, and one of the things I said is, in many ways, it's not particularly complicated mm -hmm. dealing with people. First of all, remember the principle, yeah. treat people as you would want to be treated. Yeah. Speak to people as you'd want to be yeah. spoken to. That doesn't mean always that you want to be, it all has to be softly, softly or nicely, yes. nice. You know, sometimes challenge is required. So I think yeah. that's important. I think many years ago, something that immediately comes to mind for me was something that was taught to me by a very experienced pastor from some years back, was when you encounter someone who has stumbled or fallen or made mm -hmm. a massive mistake in some way, either think to you, first of all, maybe, well, what if that was me? Yeah. But sometimes, depending on you, where you, some people, not everybody listening will have children, but maybe they've got a, a brother or a younger brother or a nephew or a niece or somebody yeah, like that, somebody yeah. they can relate this to. Imagine it was them. Mm, yeah. Imagine it was them. How would you want them to feel when they've walked away yeah. from that yeah. conversation with you, from that discussion yeah. with you? And I think that's important. And I applied that principle even in the police when I was yeah. dealing with people. I mean, inevitably, yeah. I dealt with people who weren't to be reasoned with yeah, yeah. in that yeah. sense. 
But most people in the end, even when they were difficult at the beginning, by mm. the time they leave your company, which yes. may be several hours later, yeah, and yeah. it may be after yeah. they've sobered up, most people, if you are reasonable with them and treat them with a degree of dignity yeah. and respect, yeah. then they will do the same. In fact, a phrase in the police that is used time and time mm. again was behavior breeds behavior. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. so true. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. that's true in every yeah. context, yeah. you know. Um, Looking after your staff. Yeah. 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 People, Building relationship yeah. with them. Yeah. yeah. Caring for them. You know, it's not just about getting a job done, is it, necessarily. Mm. Um, but yeah, Christ, Christ's example, isn't it, is perfect for us. He had compassion on people. He loved people. He challenged people, didn't he? Mm. And he told truth to people. And um, mm. yeah, so all of those things, we want to be Christ-like in the way that we relate to our staff. Um, also, so just to on, say as well, Gavin, is just to jump in on that as well. I think it's really important as well when we're dealing with people, mm. and particularly when we've got a level of responsibility for mm -hmm. people, that we are willing to admit our mistakes. Yeah. And also with the people that work closest to mm -hmm. us, I think we should, if we can, and I, and I do do this with several people who work very closely with me, not people mm -hmm. that are my peers in terms of authority yeah. but people who report to me yeah. i've often said to them tell me my blind spots yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're the people who work closest with me yeah and report to me and you don't tell me my blind yes. spots what chance have i got yeah yeah, yeah. now yeah. it's taken a yeah, long yeah, yeah. time yeah. for me to get to the place where they do do it yeah but it is a gift to me when yeah. I get feedback from people that yeah. I lead and they tell me what they really think yeah. about what I did and how I did it. <laughs> it's so helpful. I mean, it, it kind of, it enters into the conversation of, uh, of culture here and we? what we're talking about. So if you lead yourself well, you can lead others. If you, you know, an example of good behavior and, and you treat people well, then, you know, others will treat others well and, and it, and it spreads, doesn't it? This idea. So you've got 85 staff in in care for the family how do you create the right structures and things in place for team development for individuals to be developed in the team um you know how do you how do you start to kind of put some of that stuff into practice um i think one wants to always create an environment where people are allowed to take initiative okay and people are able to make mistakes you need the conversations that mm -hmm. can be had then when the mistakes are made yeah. as to why was that a mistake and you need to have the teachability in the yeah. Yeah. people who have yeah. made the mistake to go oh i can see that now yeah but if you create a culture of fear yeah then people are so afraid of a decision yeah and so afraid of making a mistake that they don't they don't do anything they, yeah. they always and and i said if you're going to give people accountability for them for their work you need to give them responsibility for yes. it if you're not careful if you give people the responsibility but you make all the decisions for them yeah yeah then effectively yeah. you yeah. they're not, they're not re responsible they're not yeah. responsible yeah. so i think that, right. that combination of accountability and responsibility yeah. goes together yeah so i'm I mean, there will be development things going on in Care for the Family. Yeah. I, I'm not sure I'm as clued up as to what all of those things are, except to say, I think for me in leading, my desire for the culture here is that people would be hungry to grow, yeah. hungry for more responsibility, yes. hungry to develop. And therefore, I'm of the view that they also, I would want people to have the initiative to come forward and say, 
I think this would really help me. I think this training would yeah. be really good for me. Can I do it? Yeah. These are the boundaries we might lay down to make that possible. But yeah. I think I would always encourage that. Yeah. I think huge amounts of it needs to be driven by the people concerned yeah. to want to get better, yeah. want to know more, want to learn more. And yeah. I think that would be the culture we would want here. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, that's really helpful. In terms of um, other cultural things, um, have you developed a leadership team? Was that, was that something that when you first started, you wanted to strengthen in Care for the Family and just bring a little bit more clarity? Because people talk about organizational clarity mm. and teams and, and having those structures in place so that everyone can kind of find the place where they fit in an organization. Um, have you, have you, you've broken down into different departments of you and, and got different people involved? Yes, um, I certainly, as you're asking these questions or talking about these things, I mean, I have been in organisational leadership in one form or another, both obviously in the police. I led a, yeah. been part of a social action project in Swansea, leading the church, and now here in Care for the Family. Um, I'm very mindful. I've been doing this for over two mm. decades mm. at least. I don't want to get to a third decade <laughs> at this moment. I still feel relatively young. And you suddenly become aware very much so that not everything that one has ever done yeah. has left a sweet taste in mm -hmm. everybody's mouth. Mm -hmm. So the number yeah. one, right? Yeah. So I, I don't suppose anybody that, that that would have that is listening, but you are aware that yeah, there yeah, is yeah. not every yeah. decision you make is popular. Yeah. And not every organizational shaping that you do is everybody's giving you a yeah. high five as you yes. leave the, the building that day. Yeah. Um, I think organizations now have to change more often than they did yeah and that's ago. a good point isn't it yeah. yeah yeah i think the challenge is as an organization grows and changes mm. the degree of competence and the character should always be the same in leadership but yeah. the need for growing competence yes. will always be present won't it in an yeah. organization yeah. that's growing yeah um as a care for the family we've got um effectively three departments uh, presently mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, heads of department and then uh, above that so to speak in terms of a reporting structure we have a senior leadership team yeah. but that leadership team is also in a period of sort of transition and what i mean by that is um, that we talk about that quite openly mm. i am um, well i'm not now i was when i came on the team the youngest person in that mm -hmm. team mm -hmm. And we are just trying to now lay some foundations for the future of Care yeah. for the Family and make sure that we've got a leadership team that can take us into the yeah, future. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. my colleagues know that. It, I, we're not putting a timeline on that. We just know yeah. that we need to think about the future as much as we yeah. consider the present and lead yeah. in the present. Um, and then each uh, head of department will have a variety of teams placed in mm -hmm. it. We try and give a level of continuity to the departments so that it it kind of works. They work somewhat independently. Yeah. The truth is, I think it it's very difficult to mm. get it to the point where everything can just work independently yes. to one head of department or one decision maker. It just doesn't yeah. work like that. I yeah. think it has to be a collaboration. Yeah. And Care for the Family is quite a creative organization. Mm. And therefore, oh, yeah, I think it's yeah. more collaborative. But not only that, and just to add really, I suppose, that in a world where uh, digital and technology are mm -hmm. also prevalent and also we're in the we've got a lot of data yeah you have to work alongside those depart that yes. department you have yeah. to think about all that stuff as yeah. well so it's a bit like um 
a church leader can get up and I don't know preach on a Sunday, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's a heck of a lot of organisation that goes yeah. on behind the scenes yeah. just to make the people even in the room yeah, yeah, comfortable. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. No. It needs a, it's a team effort always. Isn't it, it is a team effort. Yeah, yeah absolutely right. And and I guess there's a, a a step before you know forming teams and then creating teams is this kind of you know what's our organisational purpose you know and what are the, some of the essentials and and we're talking about change here and 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 the the, you know the organization constantly changing and one of the exercises i you know recommend for listeners to do is and we do it with churches is to kind of think about what do we need to continue like what's essential that we do coming back from covid uh what do we need to stop actually and what do we need to start and and put things uh, into those three categories and you find that actually that yeah there are things that we don't need to do anymore because things have changed and within that then you've got people that move don't you into different roles and there is constant change into actually right what do we need to do now going forward for the future Um, and so some of these exercises are useful and I guess people that do them with the teams and work through these kind of questions they see the most amount of fruit don't they I guess as you take you know your team on a journey coming back have you done stuff where you pulled all the team together to think about your purpose and how you position people you know best places and things like that yes to to a degree yes so here's what I think happens uh, and I think this is what happens in care for the family. Mm-hmm. I think um, three times a year, as a leadership, as a senior leadership, we will go away and we will spend a couple of days together. Yeah. Now I realise, depending on your circumstances, how that, depending yeah. on you know how easy that will be for yeah, you to yeah, do. Yeah. But the principle being, we at least have one day yeah. where we're neither coming nor going. Yeah. Where we can just get time together. We try and pace that really well. Mm-hmm. So we take we slow down. Mm. I think. Uh, that that's a really important thing and then we try and identify the topics that we need to take a bit more time to yes. chew over often we will make a decision when we talk about it that day mm. but we'll we'll sleep on the decision yeah. and we'll just revisit it yeah. the day after so there's that level of conversation which mm. will be a, a very high level strategic conversation yeah. I think, though, when you then trying to come back and think, well, OK, how do we implement that? There yeah. are still many questions you don't have the answers to. Yeah. And there are many obstacles on route that you you can't even see because yes. you're not necessarily in the detail. Of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You then need a conversation with the, the mm-hmm. next group of people that you need to start to talk about this with so that. There's a, a lovely book by uh, John Cotter, K-O-T-T-E-R, and it's yeah. called Leading Change. And okay. I've never forgotten it. I'm not okay. very good at remembering all the books I've read. Yeah. Um, but this this guy wrote a book. It's called Leading Change. Yeah. And he talks about the kind of eight principles that bring okay. about change. Yeah. And this could be change as yeah, in yeah, yeah. Yeah. developing yeah, the yeah, direction yeah. of travel or the common purpose or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And one of the things he says in that, which is a funny little uh, one of the eight but it's funny how I can remember it still because yeah. it's an odd phrase he says you need to build a sufficiently powerful guiding coalition okay in other words yeah, yeah, all yeah. the principles yeah, yeah, I yeah. think are in the yeah. book of Nehemiah yeah. effectively says we need to get a group of people here yeah. I'm on board with this <laughs> in order to implement yeah. it yeah. and I think therefore to take yes. people with you not only to take them where you want to go but also to ensure that you get to where you really need to yeah. get to you do need to do it sort of step by step yes and i and i suppose a mistake that i've made over the years and i probably still make it even if i'm aware of it is 
you have talked about something for a long time mm -hmm. that when you introduce it to the person who is hearing it for the first time, mm -hmm. you don't allow enough time for them yes. to get on board with yeah. it yeah. and to even have their questions yeah. or their observations or their feedback or their course corrections. Yeah, yeah. You just don't. Yeah, that's you, useful. You've, you've done it for so long. You've lived so in it. You lived yeah. in it for yeah. so long. You just yeah. can't, you know, and I like to get stuff done. Yeah. So I'm desperate just to get stuff done. And I think one has to pause for a minute. And I guess that would be a very applicable for administration. Yes. You've sat, you've planned yeah. the way to do this. And now you're communicating to volunteers. Yeah, you know, and, and they're just going to get around their head. And somewhere, head you know, it, yeah. there will be sometimes you want the character of the people who are being led. We're all being led by someone yeah. to be sometimes just, I'll just lean in and serve. Yeah. I mean, I'm not leading in the church I'm in now. And my mm -hmm. job is to be led really well. Yeah. Um, but my job also is to serve and follow really mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people can ask a really good question. You go, I've not yeah. thought of that. And, yeah. you know, and you've got to be able to hear it. But if you're yeah. not careful, you miss it, yeah. don't you? Yeah, no, I think that's really good. And, and the stuff that you're talking about with your team there, it's useful. And, and, you know, there's so many good kind of management books and management people that say you want to build a, a cohesive leadership team first. And as you build that, you know, you, you, you work through the organization to, you know, everyone understands the purpose, where they fit and what they're contributing to, what, what you're trying to achieve. Um, so, Gavin, can I just say yeah, something on. on that then? One observation I would make then, it's, as I said at the beginning, this, mm. dealing with people mm. is, 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 is about, is quite simple mm -hmm. in the principles. Yeah. And so if I just take it to an extreme, even dealing with people in the police, occasionally when you turn up in the police, you haven't got time to mm. talk to people. Mm -hmm. But but actually, sometimes it is necessary to take time with mm. people, listen to them, mm. talk to them, and they are far more cooperative yeah. and easier to yes. work with. Like, so then you apply it into an organization. I was actually just talking to a member of staff today. I saw an opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's going to make me sound like a better leader and manager than I am. <laughs> but I saw an opportunity. I know yeah. this person wants yeah. to get better at what yeah. they do, and they want to get better at leading mm. people. And I knew that the, the day before they'd done something, they very get stuff done. They love getting mm -hmm. stuff done. They're very, very good at it. But they kind of missed the moment. They just went to the, let's get the job done. And yeah. they spoke to another member of staff. And, and the other member of staff, great character, wants to help, but was just a bit, felt a bit yeah, yeah, like yeah. it wasn't treated very well. And so I just wanted to talk to this individual about it. And the real missing factor mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was time mm. the yeah. willingness to slow yeah. down yes. and i would imagine jesus being the ultimate people person yeah and the best leader yeah. that could be was pretty good mm. at slowing down mm. yeah you're you absolutely know. right yeah. i mean he did the difficult conversation yeah. on the road i think with yeah. the disciples didn't he? he said what were you guys talking about on the road you know yeah you can imagine that he just took his time with people yeah. and you need that don't you when yeah, you're you do. Taking yeah. people with you, you need to give them time. Yeah, absolutely mm. right. And I, and I think, it, you know, it's one thing here to recognize that, you know, in a church context, when you work for a church, you're, you know, you're, all your worlds come together, don't you? You work in there, you're a member of this church, all your friendships are in there, your families are. And so when everything's great, it's fine. But when there are challenges or there are things that you need to work through, it does become that bit harder. Mm. And um, and you're right, we can we can be driven by our task list as administrators mm. and, and miss the, the people and, and the time that's needed. And, and I, th I think that's a really helpful piece of wisdom. Yeah, mm. thank you for that. Mm. That's great. Communication then. 
is key, isn't it, in leading teams? I mean, you know, everyone wants to be a better communicator and there's courses and there's all these things. How have you sought to do that? So taking time with people is, is you know, part of leading into this conversation, but communicating to your, your teams, how often are you touching base, annual reviews, you know, what, what kind of things do you have in place structure-wise that will help you in this area? So I would, I would almost certainly imagine every team has a team meeting every week. I'm yeah. almost certain of that. And, and the, one of the reasons I, I would say I know that without me, like I said, I mean, mm. these, you know, there are guys who got responsibility to lead their yeah. team. So I, yeah. I would expect that to be happening. For me, one of the things I asked to do is I asked to be invited into those teams meet, team meetings. So I shall, by the end of this year, have sat in every single yeah. one of the teams meeting. Every team meeting I can get yeah. into, I will at least be there and my role of being there is to say look i'm here mm. you might want to ask me a question you mm-hmm. you yeah. don't want to ask in any other context yeah. so that's no, number one i think that's really key because yeah. you're getting relationally with people in that way yeah, yeah and you're not trying to take over their team meeting you're just yeah. there to say i'm here i'm interested yeah. i'm interested yeah. in your world what you guys are doing and what yeah. you guys are doing yeah we do have a uh, we have an intranet, which is like a internal yeah. uh, you know website, as it were, care for the family. And we recently introduced this year uh, questions for I think it's called questions for Robin. It's not very okay. creative, but it's, <laughs> that's what it says on the tin. Yeah. And but it we've said to people, you can put a question on there mm-hmm. and ask any question. Mm-hmm. I will receive that question. It yeah. will come to me directly, and you can ask it anonymously, or mm-hmm. you can put your name. If you put your name, I promise you, whether I can't mm. answer it or whether it's not yeah. the answer you want to hear, I will come back to you. Yes. So when I get those questions, I'm really keen to acknowledge the person, just say, just, you know, I've got yeah. your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've, I am organized enough to make sure that I don't ever not go back to someone. It might take me two months, yeah. but I've bought myself two months by even saying to them, I've got your question. So we have that level mm-hmm. of communication mm-hmm. going on. And I think that's a really good thing. Somebody um, who I led with in a church uh, some time ago said once, why would you not want to know what people are thinking? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. thinking it. You mm-hmm. might as well know it. So I'm <laughs> yeah. a massive fan of communication yeah. in saying, if you're thinking it, tell me it. Yeah. If you're not yeah. happy, tell me. You might as well yeah. tell me. Yes. You know, I can only respect you for telling me. Yeah. Um, and then I think as well with communicating with people, and I, th- I did this when I, ra- when I was leading a small team here, mm-hmm. but I think it applies mm-hmm. whether you're leading a small team, whether you're mm-hmm. whatever responsibility you've got for communicating to stuff to yeah. other people. I think where you can, you should take the opportunity to communicate, even if you don't have the mm-hmm. whole mm-hmm. answer or all the information. Yeah. So I took the opportunity even this week just to acknowledge the staff that we're really aware of some mm-hmm. of the challenges mm-hmm. currently for people living yeah. in the UK. Yeah. And I don't have all the answers for yet, but I wanted to assure them that there was hard work being done. Mm-hmm. And I want to assure them yes. that we're aware of it. Yeah. Now, somebody will say to me, that's really unwise because, you know, you, you, you're in danger of people getting hope deferred makes the heart mm-hmm. grow sick. And I say, yeah, mm-hmm. possibly. But the truth is... I want them to know that I'm thinking yeah. about it because yeah. I know that if I was them, I'd want to know yeah. that I was thinking about it. Yeah. And I think people would rather res- have a leader that tells them stuff yeah. than nothing at yeah. all. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. People, yeah. None yes. of us know what we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that sort of level of communication is yeah. really, really key. Yeah. 
being yeah. involved in that that process isn't it of decision making you know that yeah as, as elders we're thinking yeah. about this so as deacons we can when we're yeah. ready to respond or, or administrators when we're you know going to yeah. put something into action then yeah being involved in that process as you go along does yeah does make you feel part of it and does help you i think with the delivery of it definitely. it does and i think when um, we were when it went into covid we had to make some very rapid mm-hmm. decisions and, and and we had to make you know some adjustments and changes and adapt yeah. and everything else. And I said at the time, or I think I said at the time, guys, we will do all we can to tell you our decision, but we will also tell you why mm-hmm. the rationale yeah, behind yeah, yeah. the decision. It may not be that you'll agree with it, but you'll yes. understand the logic that yeah. was applied to get to where we got to. Yeah. And and I'm not saying I'm not naive enough to think that when i've had to make a really tough decision that the person who ends up being the person that doesn't benefit from that tough decision whether it's a Mm -hmm. it's like criticism or whether it's you know i don't know the end of a fixed term contract or something i'm not kidding myself that they're there going oh robin's such a lovely bloke i Mm -hmm. i get that Mm -hmm. but i try in my mind to at least have the intention as best as i'm able that they walk away and go I may not agree with this decision. I may not even think it's a logical decision or a fair decision, mm-hmm. but I cannot question yeah. the clarity yeah, yeah, yeah. and the frankness and the honesty yeah. that I have been given yeah. as to why they did make the decision, yeah, whether yeah. they agree with me or not. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. people deserve that. Yeah. They deserve that. Yeah. And, and, and when you do that consistently as a leader, and I think this has probably been put into me, even with the small exposure to the armed forces that mm-hmm. I had, to use that phrase, that then people will follow you a lot mm-hmm. further yeah, yeah, into yeah. far yeah, more yeah, yeah. uncomfortable yes. territory yeah. because at least they know where they stand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's really helpful. And I think just, I remember one leader saying to me about his principle was over-communicate. So, you know, even if you think you've communicated it once, actually reinforce it go and have a conversation and and he he said to me um have you ever considered how your staff would like to be communicated you know have you ever thought about their preference so um for some of my staff that i'm involved with the church they want to sit down and have a coffee and chat about it for others it's like send me an email um and so there's different communication preferences and then even as we we roll that on to kind of managing volunteers it's actually wise to take the time to think right how does this person it's change coming. This person really struggles with change. Right, I need to give that a little bit of extra time. And for other people, it's like, oh, yeah, right, we're doing that. Fine, okay. You yeah, know, tell me what brilliant. I can do. And, really, and everyone's different, aren't they? And so It's really good, Gavin. That's my, my takeaway. Um, my background is, um, is the police, uh, the army. Um, I've done church leadership, so I've got a, a little bit. I'm somewhere trying to cl- get closer to yeah. Christ. That that environment though didn't set up me up for let's ever do a lot of yeah it might you I learned yeah, yeah, to yeah. do on the street softly mm. softly mm-hmm. as much as you're able because mm. it's a lot easier and yeah. you don't get blood Diffusing on your shirt stuff. yeah that's the truth here all yeah. dirty trousers yeah. right but but in terms of the actual environment it's not really environment it's a it's a it's a structured environment mm-hmm. with orders you yeah. follow so. I think that's a really wise bit of mm-hmm. advice you've just mm-hmm. given, really, because I I think then when you come out of that context into another culture, which you care for the family, 
you do have to consider all those things. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know mm-hmm. how good I am always at mm-hmm. doing that. I'm, I, I can be, you know, I've done what well, lead led churches. I can be very mm-hmm. can, but to try and transfer it over into an organisational role sometimes yeah. is probably a little bit harder for me yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, I was saying to someone earlier today, um, one of the things I'm very aware of is when you lead an organisation is. You, you can't just walk to the photocopier with yeah. a comf- grumpy face anymore. When you just worked in your thing, you could be all right. And now you've got to be this all singing, all dancing, wonderful, yeah. chirpy leader, yeah. friendly fellow. And and that's totally good. I am on board with that. I do smile to myself going, oh, that's hard work at times. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to hide. Yeah. Just get on with your job. <laughs> I love that. Um, let me ask you a couple of specific questions. So um, kind of caring for staff, and wanting to stretch staff you know those kind of those kind of i find that internal conflict sometimes you think i'm not sure how they're doing but i need to you know or there are seasons where actually i need to put a little bit more demand on them and i know that's going to be a struggle so this kind of you know helping in those two aspects of you know care in a season but stretching and pushing people to be better Mm. any thoughts around that because that's you know, administrators are going to be managing one or two people and we're very familiar with different people and, you know, probably a lot of people have been involved in posts for a number of years. And so you're in a pattern, but actually how do you get more and more out of people and, and make more people successful as well, I guess, in that? Yeah. Well, my, my responsibility, I think, at Care for the Family, n- number one is, 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 yeah, remember there are people, remember they've got families, they've got people they love, so... Um, that was one of the things we emphasised mm-hmm. in COVID that we've got. I've got mm-hmm. two responsibilities: one to make the organisation mm-hmm. effective, to um, be a good steward of the funds yes. and the resources yeah. that the supporters yeah. have given us. So that's really good. But of course, at the same time, is to care for the staff and make sure that mm-hmm. they feel loved and cared for. And this is a lovely place and yeah, a great yeah, place yeah. to work yeah. and a mission worth giving yeah. your time and energy to. Um, I think, therefore. In leading an organisation, you need to know that both are happening and people have got focus on both. Mm-hmm. So I've got people mm-hmm. who will probably give more time and energy to thinking about how do we care for staff and look after staff. Mm-hmm. And I've got other people who I know will give more time and energy to how to make sure it runs yeah, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you need both. Um, many years ago, I had to do some work around preparing a kind of risk management thing to do with what if we lost someone in a key member of staff in whatever form Mm -hmm. we just lost them and they became unavailable Mm -hmm. well how would we handle it Mm -hmm. and i realized when i prepared that that you need both elements yeah because then the people who are charged with the responsibility of keeping the organization running can do so knowing that someone else is thinking about the yeah. care of yeah. the people that are affected by this. Yeah. And so for me, I've always remember doing that exercise, never had to really employ it to the degree that mm-hmm. I had to mm-hmm. do the work for it. But I remember learning something about that. You need both going on. Mm. I think the challenges at the, the higher level of leading is to try and keep both in yeah. your mind and yeah. your heart um, as you go. Yeah. But... And somehow you need to do that. Yeah, There's a tension. tension yeah, You're never yeah, going to get rid of yeah. that tension. No, I agree. Yeah, you know, yeah. but you do want to know at the end when you, for me, I tell myself this, when I, I as best as I'm able, there's two things I'm actually yeah. honest, best as I'm able when I meet Jesus, 
he might say, might say, well done, good yeah. and faithful servant, come and share in the master's joy. So I've cared yeah. for people yes. and I've led well yeah. and handled the talents I've been given. Yeah. You know, I think that's a really, really key thing. Yeah. And, you know, Rob Parsons has taught me over the years when you communicate and never say two things because now for love nor money, <laughs> I cannot remember the second thing. It will come back to me later tonight yeah. when I reflect on this podcast. <laughs> so tell, let me another, ask you another practical question. Then. So um, staff reviews. And um, I mean, I've, I've met some churches that, that don't have staff reviews and, you know, we tend to use them sometimes. I know other organizations are absolutely rigid. They'll do monthly supervision and yeah. you know, annual reviews or appraisals. What's your take on that? Because it is quite mixed and I'd be interested in to know what your thoughts are. I think staff reviews have got a benefit in so far as I think people want to know you care. I think when people don't have any structure to feeling like they are going to get time mm -hmm. with their manager, yeah. their supervisor or whatever, I think they feel like they've lost out. Mm. Mm. The truth is, though, most staff reviews, the conversations that are needed, if they're difficult ones, should have been, in fact, even if they're good ones, yeah. Yeah. should have been happening all throughout the year. Yeah. I have written quite a few cards to staff I think it has surprised me mm. when I walk around this office sometimes and I see my card on the on desk, desk of the people yeah. I've written to. Now, it's not because I yeah. think, well, a bit of me goes, gosh, it reminds me how powerful my words can be as an individual. Yeah. I'm more reminded of how important it is to thank people for what they mm. do. Everybody wants to be thanked. Yeah. Everybody wants to be encouraged. Yes. And I think staff reviews serve that purpose. Yeah. I am never quite sure where I land with goals. Mm -hmm. I think they can be useful. My biggest yeah. problem with goal setting, in my mind, mm -hmm. is you, you, and I've been, I've been there sitting there where people have set goals for me yeah. or I've yeah. come up with goals that I've got to do, you know, or whatever, yeah. is I often think to myself, well, okay, well, I get to the end of the year and the goals are achieved. What, what, what was, yeah. I didn't really see how that benefited the staff review personally. I yeah. think there's a real value yes. in sitting down and saying, this time is for allow you to speak really honestly yeah. and know that I'm. we've got a structure mm. that says you can talk to us mm -hmm. and yeah. tell us what you think and how you feel about your role yes. and your work at Care for the Family and even Care for the Family. Mm -hmm. And I think it allows that. So my feeling would be staff reviews encourage conversation. Yeah. Ideally, you want staff reviews where you go, well, we feel almost a bit yeah. like we're already doing this yeah but again i still don't think we should rob people of a staff review yeah. even if we think we're doing the best conversations ever yeah. you know yeah and, and i think that's it's good it gives you kind of a i guess a a set point or a milestone to say right here's some encouragement yeah let me hear how honestly how we, how i'm doing as a leader which we've already mm. talked about that that disposition but also yeah how do we move forward how do we better mm. you and um yeah, they, I think they can be useful, but you're right. If you can build a culture where those conversations are happening, where there's regular encouragement, where there's regular challenge to say, I think you could do this better. How do we bring excellence to this? You know, How do we reflect God more in, in the quality of, of something that we're delivering or something that we're serving in? Um, yeah, you, you do want those points. So if you're a busy organization, I guess having staff reviews in a fixed point will serve you You know, because you are. But I guess for lots of church administrators... You know, sitting down with staff, having conversation, giving time, 
um, you know, all of these things can still be achieved, you know, along those kind of lines yeah. rather than a, a set structure. So an observation but, I make, and I don't know where, how you would yeah. apply this, a church administrator, but an observation I would make mm-hmm. as a church leader of old and being around church leadership yeah. for a while, I don't think, the, the fundamentally, the, the employee of the church leader is mm-hmm. often the trustees. Yeah. And actually, I think it's interesting for trustees. I don't think they need to do performance reviews, mm-hmm. but I think there's a real opportunity there for them to meet with people that they're employing mm-hmm. and just encourage them mm-hmm. and yeah. just say, are you yeah. okay? Yeah. Are you pacing the race? Yes. Are you yeah. doing all right? Yeah. How do you feel? Yeah. And I think we miss those moments where yes. we could do that as a regular thing. Yeah. And if the problem with staff reviews is yeah, you've got to good. do it consistently. Yeah. If you do it once and then you miss the next three years, yeah. which is yeah, yeah, the yeah. risk in which churches yeah, and yeah. volunteers, when you're dealing with yeah. volunteers, is you miss those things and then people mm. start to... You almost... You should never have started yeah. what you can't yeah, finish. Better not to. <laughs> you just do more yeah. harm than good, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah. You yeah. do more harm you than give good. Give an opportunity to speak yeah. and then you just take it yeah, away yeah. for the next yeah. few years. It's like earlier. If I couldn't remember the two things I should have said, I should never have said two. Because everybody's there going probably now still thinking, what well, what's that? the second thing? Yeah. Trust me, I'm also trying yeah. to remember it, but I can't. Yeah. Now... You've you've opened up a small bit of conversation there about you know trustees stepping in and seeing how people are doing and and, and if you're a trustee or a treasurer or someone you know on on maybe a uh, another role that's happening behind the scenes which is crucial check in on each other and see how each other are doing because it it kind of leads a conversation into burnout and how do you protect staff from burning out and we talked a little bit before didn't we about capacity and. Mm. Any any thoughts about looking after staff in that way? Because churches have got visionary leaders, they've got loads of ideas, they've got no idea how to actually what it costs to deliver something. Mm. Um, you know, we we just started feeding people sort of 450 people on a Sunday. You know, and uh, you know you might think our, our our elders might be thinking, oh yeah, that'll take a day to sort out or something, but they've got no idea of. The, the you know how complicated it is and all the food hygiene and all the the thinking of how we're going to get people through this food and you know all of those aspects and all the teams that we need to do it so we've got these great visionaries and then you've got a you're the person in your organization who's got to deliver it and you might be the only person for some people listening burnout is a, a, a reality at some point you know yeah. for, for some people so finish on this any okay. thoughts here that you've got any wisdom because uh, i think i think you're going to have something here okay so first of all leading people you have to be secure and i, and I would say yeah. i got this from somewhere can't remember where i got it from but you're not there to be the smartest person in the room mm-hmm. you don't have to be you just have to be secure and be you and the relevance of that is then when you yeah. ask somebody else to do something you have to recognize you might not be the smartest person actually executing yeah. the plan and you can be secure in that. You don't yeah. have to prove that you've got yeah. it. You know everything about mm. everything because you don't. It's mm. just not possible, is yeah, it? Yeah. So then when you ask somebody to go and do something and they turn around and go, this is a bit harder than you think, mm. I think there's a real responsibility to kind of go, okay, let me try and digest yeah. what I'm being told here. And I think that's really mm-hmm. crucial. Mm. I think then that enables a conversation to go on about what are the boundaries by which we work and operate yeah, here, yeah. what is reasonable and what yeah. is not reasonable. Yes. And, 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 and there's a couple of practical questions then, aren't there, about 
how scalable is yes. what we're doing here yeah. Yeah. and how dependent is it on this one person yeah. that's it yeah, yeah. and yeah. when we're insecure yeah, yeah. whatever stage we're at in that process when we're insecure we often try and hold mm. on to things yeah it's true or try and prove that we can do it all because we want to prove our worth don't yeah. we yeah. you know we yeah, want to yeah. prove our worth yeah. i think that's going and, on and so you've yeah. got to be prepared to kind of go I, I got you've got to battle with that, mm -hmm. that and get to a place of security and go, mm. the, you know, this is okay to mm. pace this and slow it down or limit it or put boundaries around it or ask for slowing down or whatever that may involve. Um, the the phrase I, I, I listened to one of your previous podcasts and, and it was on capacity and the guy was talking about motorways and using that analogy. Yeah. Well, my background, as I've said, was the police and, and advanced driving was part of my training early days. And one of the bits of advice I was giving you is you always drive the car at 80 mm. percent. Even mm. when you when you see these cars flying along the road, yeah, yeah, yeah. the really good drivers will be still driving at 80 percent. You'll mm. be thinking, wow, that's fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reason yeah. for that is if you don't give 20 percent spare capacity in the car's power, mm -hmm. then when you hit a hazard, you've got nothing yeah, left. Got nothing to do. Respond. So, yeah. so I think. Yeah. That's a good, probably that's a yeah. good principle, not only for living, mm -hmm. easy to say, harder to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. depending on your makeup. And some people actually can go a little bit bigger capacity because yeah. their 80% is different to someone else's 80%. Mm -hmm. And I actually, that's a good bit of observation I'd make then on that is remember that don't put a burden on someone else for something that you've been given grace to do. Yeah. So you've been yes. given grace yeah. to do like 15 things mm -hmm. really well. Well, don't expect everybody else to do 15 things mm -hmm. really well. Don't mm -hmm. put a burden on them yeah. when you've been given grace yeah, for it. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a yeah, really yeah. key principle. Yeah. So I think the key to any kind of project, probably to do it really well, I'm not sure, again, how well I've applied this always, is you're trying to probably say, what is an 80% performance mm -hmm. that allows us a bit of, yes. bit of a buffer yeah. to react yeah. Yeah. to illness, crisis, unexpected problems yeah the, the oven breaks if you're yeah. delivering food yeah. you know what do you yeah. do how do you do with yeah. that you know yeah. and also to allow for that moment when somebody turns up and they just want to talk and yeah. they want to cry mm. and you got mm. you're so busy you got you just yeah. this is an inconvenience yeah. now isn't yeah. it and that's not yeah. not helpful really so yeah. i think I'd, those would be my observations i think on that yeah yeah i think that's right you know thinking about staff's capacity what we're asking them to do regularly reviewing that checking in on them regular checkups all these things make a difference certainly to to getting the best out of people setting them up for success mm. um, and working together that there's that team we're all in this together and so let me let me take that from you today so you've got a greater capacity and uh, I, I think on the capacity report you know if you're thinking about a church office uh, one of the things on that podcast was you know when you're when someone's serving in reception don't overload them with work because the phone's constantly ringing and, and you're getting interrupted and someone's, you know, text you and they're in crisis and you have to respond to these things. So, yeah, give people that that grace to be able to kind of run at 80% capacity. Mm. And there are some times where actually, you know, you talk about Nehemiah, we're all going to have to do this wall today and it's going to be full on and it's going to be hours and hours of work. And so we're all going to be, you know, working as hard as we can. But then ensuring that people get their rest as well, which is mm. another important aspect, I think, is how people take their holiday, making sure that they don't just, you know, waste it or don't just yeah. you know, transfer it over to next year. Yeah, but yeah and that's 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 always a challenge. Yeah. But the more you can do that, the better. I I had again every there were so many different people with so many different mm -hmm. capacity levels, mm -hmm. 
and pressures mm. during COVID, we had several times we gathered some key mm. staff who were, when I say everybody's a key member of staff, what I mean was they were doing key roles at that time mm. that were linked to COVID on COVID response. And we got them in a meeting um, really just to say, we understand that you're operating mm. at a level now which is unprecedented in terms of the demands on you both yeah. at home mm -hmm. and here and we care yeah yeah and you need to know we care yeah and you we can't do all the stopping for you yes we can't put all the boundaries in for you and actually we're in a difficult place because we need you to do some yeah, things yeah yeah but at least have yeah. the conversation and yeah. i think we did that relatively well mm. but again organizationally it's key if you say that and then you say we're going to check in on you mm -hmm. in two months time see how yes. it's going well make, make sure, sure you've do. got that yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. the, 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 otherwise yeah. people just go well yeah. you know after a while you people cease to yeah. cease to believe yeah. what you you say what you're yeah. going to do you know yeah. and yeah say you know say what you're going to yeah. do yeah. mean it yeah. mean it that's really helpful that that care of people that honesty those honest relationships building that mm. culture all the things that we've talked about will will help teams thrive will help you thrive and you know ultimately the gospel will go out because you know people in their churches are are doing their best and and always pursuing mm. excellence so so i love that so if you're a church administrator thank you so much for what you're doing and the difference that it makes behind the scenes and you may not have anyone in your team that recognizes you that's checking in on you then then don't do this on your own you know link into a church administrators network called you can you know speak to the church office there are our people and, and places where you can go to to get that kind of support and interaction. So, Robin, thank you so much for your time, mate. We could, we could sit here all day Pleasure. and talk because you, you've got so much experience and, you know, being able to apply to the church and also just to learn about what you're doing here at Care for the Family is, is brilliant. And keep going because these resources are great and we've seen them and have used them and they're excellent. So. Thank you, Kevin. Listeners, if you've got any questions on uh, leading people, you want any follow-up, then then please get in contact at Questions at the Church Office. We would love to interact with you. And uh, please check out the blog. Nigel Ring's done a blog for us on people first. And really what, what Robin's been sharing has been so much around that. Let's put people first. Let's care for people. Let's get the best out of people. So, mate, thank you. No problem. Pleasure. Great. We'll see thank you again you. next thank time you. on the podcast. Goodbye.